Rigged. 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 System for mobile and financial. This is Rigged. I'm Terry Saka. Today we're going to discuss um, a real direct topic, what the banks are hiding. And the reason this will be important to you and be important to me and be important to our future is what they're hiding is a cataclysmic event of inflation, potentially hyperinflation, but more importantly, our preservation of wealth and our future standard of living and our inheritance to our children's children. So kind of hang on to this. It's not going to be too long, but it's going to be very direct and information because there is a development happening in the banking system. We've talked about it often, not just the money printing, but everything else. There is a stunning, and I mean stunning, divergence. There is bank data that reveals something is so terminally broken in the U.S. financial system that we have better be kind of, I don't know, you know, red light. I mean, canary in the coal mine. I mean, what do we want to say that actually means it's very important? This divergence is real. It's only happened twice in history. There was a major remarkable disclosure in the latest J.P. Morgan earnings report, the largest U.S. bank, an entity that is really historically best known for making loans to the broader population, we the people, at least until the Fed nationalized the bond market, you see. Once the Federal Reserve nationalized the bond market, that's when we started going downhill to the banana. That's a republic. They reported in their QT that its total deposits rose by a whopping 23% year over year. Just 4% alone in the first quarter to, to a total of $2.3 trillion in deposits. Now, this total amount of loan issued by the bank was flat, both sequentially year over year, but it was at $1.4 trillion. Loans were at $1 trillion. Deposits were $2.3 trillion. Now, that doesn't mean a whole lot to any of us because we don't really understand the banking world, but I'm just telling you right now, if they're loaning $1 trillion, but their, lo- their, their deposits were $2.3 trillion, that is a major, major disconnect from the economic reality that our system operates on. You need to know that. It's a disconnect. It's the other way around. And who does the other way around but the devil? Meaning the opposite of. Normally, it's deposits that lead to loans. And then it reverses. But this is unprecedented. In other words, only for the second time in history, J.P. Morgan had one 100% more deposits than loans. Or inversely putting it, the ratio of loans to deposits is now 50%. 50%. 
as even more epic divergence between total deposits and loans. Now, I know this sounds confusing between total deposits and loans, but I'm just trying to tell you, this is a radical divergence. It's telling you, screaming to we the people that something is broken. The, because the total deposit and loan issue is not just in J.P. Morgan. It's emerging at Bank of America, where deposits similarly hit a new all-time high of $1.9 trillion, even as the bank loans have continued to shrink at an alarming, deleveraging, and deflationary, meaning it screwed up economy, really bad news, pace, and are now at $900 billion. So they took in nearly $2 trillion, but only loaned out $900 billion, nearly $100 billion below the level. Now listen to this. The level as of September 30th, 2008. In other words, it's been 12 years with zero loan growth at Bank of America. While the bank deposits have been doubled. Now, think about that for a minute. Now, a lot of us may think, wow, this is great. The bank's got money. What's going on? But I'm telling you, the way our Western financial economic system operated, this is completely backwards. It's not good. And then we, what we're talking about is we're experiencing all this tremendous inflation right now, and we haven't begun because the fact that they're not loaning to the deposit ratio means if they did, we would be in hyperinflation unsustainable economic collapse breakdown. And now they're trying to figure out what to do with all the sloshing cash. It's not just JP Morgan, not just Bank of America, even Wells Fargo, which, by the way, Wells Fargo, which is nothing weird about this. It was just merely they got in trouble, which they were having. They were limited by the Fed in how many loans it can issue. And as such, has seen his total loan book collapse below, below December 2008 levels, mind you. This is a big deal. We've been really faking and baking for too long. Apparently, it has had no limit on how many deposits it can collect. But yet, it goes to that ratio. And I'm, I'm going to explain this ratio in a moment, but it's really important to understand because this is a divergence of a collapsing system. Once the world understands that the dollar is in this precarious of situation, they will start abandoning the dollar faster than they already are. They're not buying our U.S. treasuries, by the way. That's why we're doing these reverse repo things, buying, taking cash out of the banks and making them buy treasuries thing. So think about this in an aggregated form. The data across the big four banks shows something absolutely striking. There has been no loan growth in the U.S. since the global financial crisis while total deposits have doubled. 
and we wonder why, as they keep saying that there's big boom, this economic boom. And I mean, that's where Trump has been a little off on it, but it's not quite his fault because he's been lied to by every person in the elite group. No wonder we, the small business, we, the people, haven't experienced a similar growth because they're not lending money out as they used to, or they should, based on the model of economics we have. There are two major implications from the collapsing loan-to-deposit ratio. The first one, more superficial one, is that this ratio is closely watched matrix that measures how much lending a bank is doing when compared to the capacity to lend. You remember back in the day, it, it was that they didn't have anything to lend, and that's where the big problem was. So then we, we flushed the system with currency, we printed, we monetized, we blew up the currency, and what we're experiencing right now in inflation when costs of goods and services, orange juice and coffee up 10% and gasoline up 50%, this is just the beginning. Just the beginning. I'm not interested in the excuses they're giving. Because they can lend, but they can't lend because then who does it hurt the most? The middle class and the poor, that's what inflation does. This last $1.9 trillion stimulus was the most disastrous thing this country could have ever done. And now they're trying to talk about a Green New Deal worth $5 trillion? It's banana republic insanity to economic stability and definitely to the viability of the middle class and the poor in this country. Now, the second point here. And far more profound implication of this ratio is arguably the most fundamental question in modern fractional reserve banking. What does that mean? You deposit a dollar in a bank, they loan out $25. All banks are insolvent. I put a dollar in the bank and they loan out 25. Good luck when all of you show up to get your money. It's not there. Fractional banking is a bankrupt philosophy. Lasted for a few decades, but it's definitely going down. Fractional reserve banking was always dangerous. Well, it was good while it was free and floating, but now that we're at the end of a cycle, hence why they need the Great Reset, hence why this pandemic was supposed to last three years, hence why the virus didn't kill what it should, hence why my immune system is stronger than the dang vaccine, which is not a vaccine, because a vaccine actually creates immunity, which this does not, stops transmission, with this was not, and they're finding in Israel that about 80% of people that are getting COVID were double jabbed. This is a lie. They need to collapse the system because the system financially is going down. And they were hoping that they could lock us down for three years. They were hoping that they can get away with this to say, hey, is this is the fault. This is the reason why we need to retool the entire world economic system and why we need to go into a great reset, why we need to strip you of your freedoms and why you need to give up and sacrifice so much. But it was a lie. 
And I'm not going to get into the patents and all of that in the gene sequence of all of these viruses that have been made in laboratories for the last 20 years. When you see that information, you'll really understand you're being lied to and rigged against you. Think of this when it comes to reserve banking. What comes first in the banking world? Loans or deposits? In other words, do private commercial banks create the money in circulation by first lending it out? Or is the central bank responsible for money creation? One thing that is now beyond debate, there are now far more deposits than there are loans in the U.S. banking system. As of June 30th, there are almost 100% more deposits than loans. This is a major problem because most conventional monetarists will argue that loans always come first and only then do banks receive deposits, you see. We're breaking our own system all because of a fake pandemic. Don't get me wrong, the virus was real. It's a bioweapon proven Case closed. But the reaction to the virus is fake. All of it. They didn't need a shutdown. They don't need the masks. Everything is scientifically bankrupt. This virus has a 99 pub, 99 plus percent survival rate. My immune system is stronger than any of these jabs they're trying to force us to get. It's a joke. Now, I don't trust the spike protein they put on that because that's going to wreak havoc like crazy for everyone who took the jab. Wait till they see what that creates over the years. But it gets worse. As everyone now knows, we live in this you know, monetary system world where the Fed and the Treasury have merged. And we're one basically monetized with the other. They have to sell. You see, what one monetizes, the other one sells. They're, they're, it's a shell game. It's a smoke and mirror to your money. And since the rainbows and unicorns of this monetary policy says that there is nothing to worry about, by all means, about from such debt monetization, even respected economists have been swept into the absolute idiocy and are urging the U.S. to issue as much debt as possible because they're setting up the Great Reset. This Great Reset is a global Fourth Reich takedown of the Western civilization. Stealing of your freedom, stealing of your liberties, stealing of your freedom of speech, stealing of your rights to religious expression, stealing of your Fourth Amendment right, your Second Amendment right, and I can go on. This is a setup, a global conspiracy for communists. And if you think I'm crazy, everything I'm saying is backed up by data that they're censoring, by the way, they're censoring this data. So if they're censoring it, doesn't that tell you something? And when they say, oh, it's misinformation, you know what misinformation means? Anybody that disagrees with me. Hey, we should kill babies at nine months. Um, No, we shouldn't. That's misinformation. You see what I mean? 
This is about the Great Reset. And they're failing and they're panicking and they're trying to extend this emergency and they can't because the people are wising up and they're smart. We the people are smart and it's not just America. They're doing it in Europe too. They're waking up. The one problem that exists, the core tenet of this monetary theory is no longer applicable. According to this monetary theory, loans create deposits, not the other way around. And this socialist crackpot theory further claims that reserve balances have nothing to do with this. They are a part of the banking system that ensure financial stability. That's total garbage. It's a lie. The recent loan to deposit data also means that the conventional process of deposit creation via loans is terminally broken. The collapse of Lehman back in the day, the loan creation has been virtually non-existent. Total loans are now at levels seen at the time of Lehman to the collapse of. While deposits have risen to about $10 trillion, it is here that the Fed's excess reserve have gone. The delta between the two is almost precisely the total amount of reserves injected by the Fed since the Lehman crisis. So what does it all mean? It means that while deposit growth, which we're doing, we the people are doing, in the future will slow to a trickle. Banks will have no choice but to flood the country with two and a half trillion in loans. A third of the currently outstanding loans just to catch up to the head start provided by the Fed. Most importantly, once banks launch this wholesale lending effort, it is then and only then that the true pernicious inflation from what the Fed has done in the last five years, will finally near its ugly head. If we think we have inflation now, it's not getting started yet. And they're lying to us. And then they want to add another $5 trillion of a Green New Deal. It's just the wrong time. I get it. I get the idea. It just happens to be the wrong time. Or maybe it is the right time. To destroy the Constitution, destroy the Bill of Rights, destroy everything we've ever fought for, destroy everything that these millions of lives died for, the freedom of the Constitution of the United States, and the freedom of each and every one of you to have entrepreneurial dreams. Because what's getting ready to come is going to be catastrophic. And they can't stop it because they've already monetized it. So when I say it's rigged against you, You better look at history and the Roman Empire and everything else and know that those that survived put their trust into tangible assets like gold and silver for real. So when the system collapsed, they were the ones that came out wealthy. Now, if you can't do that, position yourself wisely, pay off your debt the best you can and quickly and get ready. It's a lie. We should be having an economic boom. We should be blowing up right now economically, but we're not. If they allow that economics to blow up like it's supposed to right now with the amount of money and currency that is created out there, we would just boom. We would have $7 gasoline, $7 loaf of bread. You couldn't even begin to imagine the inflation that would be coming right now. 
This is where the United States of America is at. And we have a monkey court right now running this government. This is not a time to be light. But if we do the right thing, we can be encouraged to be the survivors out of the dust. And that's what I look at. I'm just here to help be wisdom and guidance in what is true and let us prepare and don't think for a second that this day is normal. This is not about politics. It is about spirit. It is about truth. It is about freedom. And those are very powerful elements. I would definitely give Cornerstone a call. I would definitely start pursuing tangible assets and start marginalizing your paper investments. Until next week, Godspeed, go out and bear some fruit. With record money printing, wild fluctuations in the stock market, and our devalued currency, only one easily accessible investment has stood the test of time, and that is precious metals. Precious metals, such as physical silver and gold, are a store of value, provide stability for your portfolio, and are the most widely accepted hedge against inflation and market volatility. Fortunes of incalculable wealth have been built throughout history through ownership of these wonderful metals and smart investors still rely on the dependability of silver and gold to protect and preserve their hard-earned wealth and prosper in times of economic uncertainty. Call Cornerstone Asset Metals today at 888-747-3309 to protect, preserve and prosper with silver and gold. Call 888-747-3309 or visit cornerstoneassetmetals.com.